Hello, and welcome to Gone But Not Forgotten, the podcast all about remembering the lives and careers of actors who left us too soon. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And today we're going to be talking about Elvis Presley. And I think a lot of people aren't aware that he did films. He appeared in 31. How many have you seen, Louise? So I've seen 10, which is so embarrassing. I've seen 17. And I'm a bit burnt out. I don't think I could do a 14 more. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, he is a trooper. Obviously, he's not acting amazingly, but he is doing well in all of them throughout. He's doing the best he can. I have to admire that. Same. (laughs) Where does he sit in your top actors? He's joint first with River. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love Elvis so much, but I don't want him to be my top actor. (laughs) that's understandable we're gonna watch some natalie wood films some john garfield films they might bump up if not i'm gonna have to just watch a river film again i'm sorry i've got three directors tied with norman tarog hitchcock and edgar wright can you imagine elvis in a hitchcock film oh my god (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i actually i would watch it i'd watch it i would too you might be able to bring out something in Elvis we never saw yeah maybe that was a missing piece yeah what about you so you're at 17 then yes so he's my fourth most watched Henry Fonda Dermot Mulroney Natalie Wood and then I've got Elvis when we watch Natalie she'll definitely be number one Elvis has infiltrated (laughs) our lives (laughs) he has yeah I'm not necessarily complaining, though. Let's see. I guess we could just say our general thoughts on him as an actor. I had the preconceived notion that, like, all his films are bad. But then you watch them, and they're not as bad as you think they're going to be. But yeah, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. What about you? I think he is better than I expected, and then also than people give him credit for. But I wouldn't say he's a great actor. Maybe if he had the right director and writer to really harness his talents. I just don't know if he ever got that chance. I think if you know what you're getting into, like in watching his films, then you'll have a good time. You had some stories from your grandma. Did you want to share those? Yeah, yeah. So my nan was like, I've said this before, but she was like a very big Elvis fan. She was obsessed. He never came to England. They never ever got a chance to see him. He was never in concerts, thanks to the annoying colonel uh hate him but anyway <laughs> so the only time they could watch him was at the cinema apparently the women in the theater would get really excited and happy and they would sing and dance in the aisles the usher came in and he was like guys you've got to stop like no one can hear the film this isn't practice at a cinema you don't do this and so he's like we're going to turn it off if you don't sit down and multiple times they had to turn it off because <laughs> my nan was such a big Elvis fan I said to my mom like oh my god what did granddad think of it like being with <laughs> someone like that and she said when they were dating he went to all the films of her they went to the cinema together he watched oh. them all for her and then said when they got married he was like no never watching an Elvis film again <laughs> he secured the bag he didn't need to go back and I respect that to be honest yeah he sat through those films that's dedication <laughs> That's like romantic yeah. in my eyes. Take, taking the date. Yeah. <laughs> being the biggest crush. I just love it. And then, but um, 
I just think it's really sweet. And then apparently my nan would watch Westerns for it. So it's like a fair trade, isn't it? Elvis for Westerns. Yeah, I wouldn't go see Westerns with no. anybody. <laughs> when did they get married? Oh, I was worried you'd ask this. Oh, no. It must be 60, 1960-ish. They probably saw all the good ones anyway. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. her favourite film was King Creole. But, um, oh, okay. Nice. Controversial, because obviously what we think yeah. about it. Well, <laughs> to be revealed, yes. But yeah, well, so I just also like, talk about Elvis, I just have her in my heart. because oh, like, that's I nice. Love. Hopefully she would enjoy this episode. <laughs> she's, she's up in heaven listening to it. With Elvis. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, maybe she got to meet Elvis. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> At the gates of heaven. Those are nice. I like that. Shall we share our top three? Yes. For a favorite spin out. It was so much fun. And it's one yeah. that I enjoyed when we watched it. I gave it three stars, which is a bit low in terms of all those films. I think I appreciate it more upon thinking about it and sitting on it for a bit. But so 60s, I want to live in it. <laughs> <laughs> my number three is it happened at the World's Fair because it's just kind of something different from Elvis. And then also they actually filmed in Seattle at the fair. So it's not like all those tacky sets and stuff. And then since he's spending a lot of time with this little girl, then it's kind of a different vibe than most Elvis movies as well. And I like the soundtrack a lot too on that one. Yeah, the soundtrack very good on that one. Number two is Jailhouse Rock. Favorite Elvis era. I like how it kind of mirrors his life. That's my number one, but my number two is Blue Hawaii. Is that you your number something? one? That's my number one. Oh. This works out perfectly. <laughs> Why did you like Jailhouse Rock? I think it's his best performance, and he looks great in general. And yes. also, I think he looks great in the black and white rather than oh. the color. His chemistry with Judy Tyler is amazing and she's probably my favorite Elvis leading lady perfect oh I can't (laughs) wait to dive into it with you yes okay so I guess that will actually be our first one this is his third one it came out in 1957 Elvis plays Vince Everett he kills a man in the first 10 minutes with his bare hands yep it's insane he has to go to jail And then he meets a guy who used to be a big country singer and he teaches him how to play guitar and he becomes really famous with music and he gets out of jail and starts making movies. I would say it's like Elvis's Eight Mile. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't know the plot at all. I thought he was in jail the entire time. Me too. It's a little misleading. He's only in jail for maybe half an hour. After he kills a man. I would say the guy deserved it, though, because he was harassing that lady. Yes, yes. Elvis, feminist king. Yeah. Vince is our feminist (laughs) king. But then he's actually, like, really mean to his girlfriend. Justice for Peggy. I love Peggy. So I think the big reason why I like this film is because, for me, it's a stretch for Elvis because Mm. he's playing sort of an anti-hero. And... I feel like the movie is showing that he's a jerk and we're not supposed to like him. But then we can also understand where he's coming from as well because he starts out pretty naive and shy. He goes to jail and 
it hardens him. And so I really like the way his character progresses through the film. I do think the ending is a little undeserved, though it is a nice ending. And I just think out of all his films, it's like the most movie, if that makes sense. There's actual plot and characters. Um, I think if you haven't seen any Elvis movies, probably just watch that one. What about you? Yeah, literally what you said, I totally agree. To add on to the, with the narrative, it's so like the pitfalls of having money. Once he gets famous and like successful, he does become horrible. Practically cheats on Peggy with his acting partner. Oh my God, Elvis, come on. You're with Peggy. You had a good bingo in there. I think it's a really interesting like character story about what fame can do to you. And yeah, like I said, they, this is an actual film. Like it feels like a film. You insulted my father, my mother, and me, and it's just unforgivable. Well, what do you expect? I come out, have a little beer. First thing I know, some old broads push me in the corner with some stupid question. They were just trying to bring you into the conversation. Well, they could show their conversation. I'm not even sure they were talking English. I'll drive you back to your hotel. A walk. I love the prison scenes. I think they're really well done. They show Elvis in a different light. I was just reading my notes and I put the whipping scene. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was iconic. <laughs> it was. We saw shirtless, scrawny Elvis. <laughs> I love it. I also love it because not only does it mirror Elvis's real life, it's also because it's a film about films. I thought he was in jail the whole time. I was thinking to myself, because I knew the jailhouse lock sequence. I was thinking, how are they going to perform this in prison? Yeah, I thought they were prison. actually in jail. It wasn't yeah. like a stage number. Is that your favorite from the movie? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Mine is You're So Square, Baby, I Don't Care. Ah, yeah. love it. Yes. <laughs> I think like one of my only complaints about the movie is it would be improved if there were more musical numbers. The other two songs I can think of, I do like them, but they just don't really fit what I expected the movie to be about. Treat Me Nice, which is the first song that he as that gets popular and young and beautiful which is a good one as well judy tyler died in a car accident shortly after they finished filming so elvis could never watch the film which is too bad because she was really good in that movie and i would have liked to have seen her have a big career it's heartbreaking yeah and it's um, pretty sad as well that elvis can't watch it i think that just shows how good of friends they were. Yeah, I like that a lot. I know we brought this up when we were like watching one of the films and I forgot to do research on it, but do you think Elvis had a very big gay following? Oh, I forgot to do research on it as well. I feel like he must have. I'm Googling it and it's just all about Elvis being gay himself. Oh, apparently he spoke out for gay rights once. We love him. Icon. But no, nothing of the sort. But for sure, there must have been. The whipping yeah. scene? Hello? <laughs> I feel like hot. <laughs> Elvis is for the girls and the gays is definitely a true statement. Yes. <laughs> we stand by that. Yes. And I think, too, a lot of his movies do have homoerotic undertones. <laughs> I wrote down some notes for one. So. Okay. I think I know which one. Next up, we've got King Creole. And this was Elvis's fourth movie. He plays Danny Fisher. 
a great name. Here on Letterbox, it says a young delinquent. <laughs> Emphasis on young. Yes. And he basically gets kicked out of school on the last day of the last year of high school. Yeah. Which is terrible to me. I'm like, why didn't they just let him finish that <laughs> day? I do not understand. So cruel. Arriving late, the last day of school, your mouth all smeared with lipstick. How do you explain that, Mr. Fisher? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know as I can explain it, Miss Pearson. You see, sir, this morning, I, I, I went in. I, well, well, I used it to go in to sweep up, see. But, uh, uh, well, 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 look, honey, I mean... Mr. Fisher, I've been instructing here for some 20 years, and no one ever called me honey. Well, I believe you. He doesn't want to complete a whole nother year of school, because, like, who wants to do that? So he decides to take a job singing at the King Creole, which is a nightclub. But the film was actually intended to be a James Dean vehicle before he died. And so then Elvis took over. James Dean was going to be a boxer, but they changed it to singer, of course, because Elvis is a singer. And so I think for me, that's why it didn't work as well as I wanted it to, because it was like a budget James Dean. I'm sorry, Elvis. No, it's fine. You say it. What did you think? Everyone knows like King Creole is like Elvis's film. That's what everyone says. Like, it's his best film. I think it's Austin Butler's favorite Elvis film. Uh, everyone always goes on about King Creole. I think it was just overhyped in my thoughts. I don't understand why. It's so revered. I don't get it. I'm wondering. So it was a boxer originally when it was James Dean. Would that have been good for Dean to be a boxer? He was also going to be in Somebody Up There Likes Me instead of Paul Newman when he was also a boxer. I can't imagine him being a boxer. Oh. <laughs> but maybe what? he would have bulked up. Yeah, true. I wonder um, why a lot of them are boxers in these films. I don't know. Like, it's a very good underdog story. Yeah, true. Elvis's ladies in this film aren't good. Yeah, they're very just... like stereotypical is she a prostitute i think ronnie might be yeah okay. yeah that's like her thing is yeah. she's getting beat up and bullied by all these men and then she's trying to get involved with elvis who's 18 and she's probably like in her 30s or something yep. and then the girl next door nelly yeah she's just there doesn't really do anything and we both agreed it probably would have been better if she hadn't even been in the movie so they yeah. could focus more on him and Ronnie's relationship. There was no point of having Nelly there. And most of the time we were just saying, where is Nelly? He just abandons her and then picks her up again when he's bored. And okay, it's an Elvis film. We get some loads of women in it, but I just think it was a little bit pointless. I think that's where Elvis's influence comes into it. Not his personal influence, but having it be an Elvis film. They're probably like, we need some women in as his love interest. I think so. And the problem with a lot of love triangles, I think, is that there's not really a balance between all yeah. of the different subjects. And that's how I felt here, especially because on their first date, he takes her to a hotel room. Oh. Don't even go to dinner or go to a movie. He's just like, we're going to do it. <laughs> like we said in Johnson's talk, he is a bit of a horrible person in it. But it's kind of like, you know, he is. Mm -hmm. in King he is the hero in a way. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think it warrants him taking her to a hotel room. I don't think Danny would have done that. No. His character know. felt very uneven to me. I thought Elvis's performance was good. There just wasn't like a depth to it. Yeah. He needed some help with his acting 
maybe if he'd taken some classes and he definitely had potential. Yeah, 100%. And I think he had a lot to draw from as well. If he did want to go the method acting route or whatever, (laughs) there was a lot of untapped potential. And maybe that's why a lot of the movies are so disappointing because you can see how it could be good. Yes. Yeah. And you can see it in Elvis. He wants to be good. Yeah. Like he just needed someone to help and not films like this. And the rest of the cast is good because they are actually established actors. Yeah. But they aren't, for me, they weren't really utilized enough. They were still playing caricatures. One-dimensional. Yeah. The Walter Matthau character was supposed to be like this evil crime lord or something, but he was so silly. But that fight scene was good when he hit him with the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I came out of nowhere as well. I was not expecting that. But also, it's so unbelievable as well, because this mob boss is having beef with a year old For not playing at his club? It was so lame. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Come on. There's this misconception that if a film is depressing or dark, that means it's good. Yes. I, I'm not calling this film artsy, but it's like all those artsy films where they are so depressing and melancholic that yeah they, it warrants success yeah that doesn't always mean it's good I also thought Danny was really annoying and he was bringing all these problems on himself and then yeah. taking it out on other people but I felt like we were still supposed to side with him yeah and I never wanted to normally you could look past it I'm really disappointed I, in it I really really want to like it me too what did you think of the soundtrack? The songs do blend into one for me. The only one I could remember from yesterday was Trouble. Because I love that song. Didn't know it until I watched the Baz Luhrmann film. But I love it. That yeah. was my, that's my favorite as well. Yeah. I think I saw someone on Letterboxd in his films. When he's performing, he's being too much like Elvis rather than the character. Yeah. I agree with that. Yes, me too. Me too. He does the wiggle. And a lot of his people he played would not do that. You need a director to say he wouldn't dance like that. They wanted him to do it because that's what the audience is looking for. Yes. Yeah, the people dancing in the aisles, they don't want to watch him kill a man. They want to watch him wiggle. <laughs> I want to watch him kill a man. <laughs> same, same. Same. It'd be so, so much more better. <laughs> do you think it didn't help Elvis that like all of his characters were also singers? Yeah, I feel bad for him. I feel like that's embarrassing. And that's, that's why no one took him seriously as an actor because the evil colonel made him sing. Let him act. I agree. And I think a lot of his films would be improved if there wasn't music. With King Creole, he's performing at the nightclub. It makes and sense. And he has a few films that are like that and it works. He's not just randomly singing as yeah. part of the story. I think maybe he would have been taken more seriously if he'd just been allowed to act. I get why people wanted him to sing, but acting and singing are different things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Separate it. Yeah. Like a lot of the singers turned actors now, they don't sing in their films. I would have cringed so hard if in Don't Worry Darling or Dunkirk, Harry (laughs) Styles started singing. (laughs) It's like on the boat in Dunkirk. (laughs) Yeah. To be like his GI blues. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just not done nowadays. Here's like a comparison. Frank Sinatra. Yes. He 
did do a lot of singing and musicals and stuff, but then he also did a lot of serious films. And I could have seen Elvis going down that path as well, but I just don't think he had the right people behind him. See, it goes to the colonel again. I'm sorry. It's all his fault. Yeah. (laughs) Elvis wanted to be an actor. It's not like he was forced to do it. He wanted to be one. He was just upset that the film sucked, which is understandable. And Frank Sinatra wasn't a great actor to start out with, but he got better because yeah. he was able to do stuff that he wanted to do. And I, I could definitely see Elvis having that same trajectory. Yeah, sure. Next, we've got G.I. Blues. 1960. Great decade. I love the 60s. <laughs> if you don't know already. <laughs> so I haven't gone on about it enough. So. Yeah. <laughs> So this was Elvis's first movie that he made when he came back from serving in Germany. This is another kind of one where it's a wink wink thing because he's stationed in Germany and he wants to go back to America and start a nightclub with some of his friends. The main conflict of the film is that he has to spend the night in this lady's apartment (sighs) So he can win the money in a bet to open the nightclub. This was okay. It's not the worst, but it's not the best. Yeah, (laughs) you've got it down. (laughs) Yeah, it's just middle of the road, I would say. I tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Dogfight. Oh my God, yeah. I did not even think of that. I was thinking of 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, another classic. <laughs> it pretended to date someone. Yeah, I think for me, that trope is annoying anyway. But the fact that there wasn't really conflict, like they immediately fell in love. So then the whole yeah. reason for the bet was pointless. Lily doesn't find out about it until like literally right at the end. And then she and doesn't even like- care. It's really weird. And I think the only thing that kept me going along was like, Elvis seemed to be having a good time. She um, was really sweet, yeah. Yeah, so I was just like, okay. It's not just a total slog. It doesn't feel like a real movie. But there were good scenes. There wasn't like enough of a plot to really move yeah. it along. There was zero conflict. Every scene was like dis connected it felt like weird sitcom especially with that elvis babysitting moment (laughs) also i get it's an elvis movie but the stuff with the army was not realistic whatsoever they were spending all night out that's not how leave works that was bothering me (laughs) which is probably silly that's like realism in a film you want that but we did get an elvis shower scene yes also very gay very yes. gay shower scene they're standing like two feet apart yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, i think there was like a barrier between elvis and his captain but then he was next to someone else in the shower they could yeah. see everything. i don't know yeah. it's also actually there's one bit that i will give it on the jukebox they played blue suede shoes and yes. it's said by elvis presley i thought it was kind of funny but then it opens up a lot of questions yeah <laughs> i wanted to get into that for our listeners there's this scene where Elvis is performing in like this restaurant and he's doing this ballad. And this other guy, I think he's another soldier. He's like, oh, I want to listen to the real thing. He goes over to this jukebox and he starts playing Blue Suede Shoes. So it's like an Elvis metaverse. 
They start in the metaverse. Oh my god. Especially with his line of the real thing. Is his character in that an Elvis impersonator? (laughs) Why did they do that? That means Elvis exists in the G.I. Blues universe. Exactly. But then why does he sound exactly like Elvis? Is he going undercover? His name is Tulsa McLean. That's a pretty undercover name. It is. <laughs> he's literally from Oklahoma. So is it like he's named after the city? It has to yeah. be an alias. That is a fake name if I've ever yeah. heard one. It'd be fine if like the film led into that more, but they only do that once. And then I think it ends on him breaking his fourth wall. But what's <laughs> the point in just having a throwaway gag at the beginning? I think that would have been more fun if they thought he was an Elvis impersonator or they were like trying to figure out if he was Elvis. (laughs) Just spice it up a little. I also will say the lip syncing in this movie was like the worst lip syncing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) He's barely moving his mouth. (laughs) He's like that in a lot of his movies. He's not trying. And I'm like, why did no one mention this? (laughs) I feel like they just, they did one take. And then Dart was like, yeah, fine. Yeah, probably. But I just feel like he was so much of a perfectionist that he would want it to be lined up. Maybe that's Elvis. As Elvis, trying to be Tulsa. So then if he lips it badly, they were big as Elvis. <laughs> Originally, the director who did King Creole, Michael Curtis, he was supposed to direct this film. Do you think that would have made it better? Ooh, see, I'm just thinking, I feel like that's not his style, though. Was this Norman Torog? Yes. I think Um, this was their first movie that they did together. Out of eight. I love it. Brilliant. (laughs) You know what? When people are saying their favorite actor and director duos, more Uh respect needs to be put on Elvis's and Norman's. Yes. I've seen all of them except Double Trouble, which is where there are two Elvises. Oh, so funny. <laughs> or no, wait. I think there's only one Elvis. But there is a movie where he does play two characters. Oh my god. What the... <laughs> there's literally two Elvises on the poster. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> but anyway, Curtis, maybe not that one, but I could see him maybe doing another Elvis film. Yes, yeah, I think G.I. Blues was a bit too campy for him. Maybe Kid Galahad would have been a good one, or Wild in the Country. I have another fun fact. Elvis apparently met Marilyn Monroe during the filming of this movie. Like in a backlog. Oh my god. (laughs) We should have had Elvis and Marilyn together. Oh, yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. A thousand percent. What would she have been because well, the 60s, this is kind of late for her. Oh, yeah, when so... When did the Misfits come out in 1960? That was 61. It may have been Some Like It Hot or Let's Make Love. Did you have a favorite song from the movie? Yes, I did the Frank Burt special when they sang oh, yeah. on the train. Yeah. I, thought, I, just, I just thought it was funny, singing on the train. I just liked the whole vibe of it. I also really like Wooden Heart what he sings with the puppet because I just yeah. love that whole scene it's yeah. really cute mine was also wooden heart 
I liked the rainbow song, except I was getting severe anxiety from them like rocking on that. What is that called? Oh, on like the zip line sort of thing yeah, that was scaring me I yeah, was like they're gonna fall and die <laughs> with Tulsa he's gonna be a rocker yeah <laughs> and you like the babysitting scene I love the babysitting scene <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh my god shut that baby up stop crying but he's getting all flustered he's really cute he essentially has to babysit his friend's baby for the night um yeah but, um, who I will say was conceived illegitimately which I was like whoa 1960 that's such a random scene like it just happens which I feel like happens a lot in other Elvis films where like you wouldn't expect a scene to happen when it does yeah I would never have thought you'd be babysitting the baby no (laughs) (laughs) it makes zero sense and they're the worst babysitters ever oh my god yes (laughs) Oh, Elvis does say something a little bit sexist about he's about I think he says that women should look after the babies. I'm like, oh yeah. Also, why? Like, oh. Also, he says coochie. <laughs> <laughs> but not in that sense. Yeah. I feel like maybe if that had been a bigger part of the story, I would have liked it better. She thinks he made up the baby. It's like you saw the baby what do you mean yeah I think she might have thought he like hired a baby or something <laughs> oh he ended up going to her apartment yes. and they stayed the night to take care of the baby and so yes. she thought yeah he was using the baby as like a way to stay there overnight so he could win the bet yes but it's yeah. like, where does one rent a baby? 60s Germany as well. Yeah. This is a small village. Very well, soldier. Tell me, how much did you win? Going up to your apartment last night had nothing to do with any bet. There was no need to borrow a baby to get into my apartment. Really? You underestimate your attraction. Also, they were feeding the baby like regular milk. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bothering me. Baby. Oh yeah. And then they just gave the bottle to the baby so it was like sucking in all that air. Yeah. And he I was, was so like, concerned. Please. They were terrible at their job. <laughs> I'm just glad the baby survived the night. <laughs> Did you have any other thoughts on that one? It was bad, but it was also good at the same time. I don't know. I feel really horrible saying that. Yeah. And I think for me, with a lot of Elvis movies, the first half is good. And then the second half, they just do whatever the heck they want. So there's no continuity or like a story. Yeah. I just say watch the wooden heart scene. It's quite funny that like he went to war. He didn't really go to war. But like, yeah. He enlisted and then he comes back and makes that film. Like, I don't know. It's just funny to me. It's very weird. The sixes yeah, were wild. They were. I think that. it's pretty interesting that a lot of his movies mirrored real life. And I think they did that on purpose. But I don't really understand why in certain cases. Maybe they just wanted to remind people that he had served. But I think people would remember that. They would know that, right? Also, the tagline for this movie is really weird. Okay, here it is. Elvis scores a singing triumph and a romantic hit. What does that even mean? (laughs) That has literally nothing to do with the film. (laughs) Elvis scores. I hate that. What does he score? A date? A 
I have no idea. Maybe that's why people like, didn't really see the movies because the taglines gave nothing to go off of. Okay, should we go to Wild in the Country? Yes. Elvis plays Glenn Tyler, which is maybe his worst character <laughs> name. The movie opens right away. He's like beating up this man in a barn. It's never established who this guy is. And so he runs away. This is what I thought the movie would be, especially based on the title, that he was going to be on the run from the law through the country, but nah. He's on parole and he has to go to therapy. Hope Lang is his therapist, Irene. He also has a high school sweetheart, Betty Lee, who's played by Millie Perkins. I forgot about Betty Lee. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about her. <laughs> Justice for Betty. But he starts working for his uncle, like making liquor or something. Seems very illegal. His uncle's like, I want you to marry my daughter slash your cousin because her husband like died or went to war or something and she has a baby. Um, and she's played by Tuesday Weld. It's mostly just about like his relationship with all of these women. This one didn't work for me that much either. It's because once again, for some reason, Elvis has to be in love with all of these women. Tuesday Weld's character, she did not need to be his cousin. And it would have been fine if she wasn't his cousin. Or even be his cousin, but not be a love interest. Yeah, I wanted her to just be his friend, like a confidant. Betty was my favorite. And they just like totally sidelined her. And I'm yeah. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> they did nothing with her. What did you think of it? I rated it two and a half stars. It's actually kind of generous. Like you said, why does it always have to be a relationship? Like, even though with Irene, I, that should not be a relationship. That goes against patient confidentiality. And she's going to marry this other guy who's already married and he's gonna divorce his wife for her why do they make it so complicated (laughs) i don't know and that guy is so bland as well i was extra disappointed because there was a lot of potential and the cast was really strong i just wasn't captured by the story or characters he becomes a writer and he's automatically like the best writer ever (laughs) And they read some of his work and it's like mid at most. Yeah. <laughs> mid. <laughs> we never see him working on no. his writing. I don't like a lot of movies about writers because as a writer myself, I'm like, that's not how it works. It doesn't just come from you. Maybe unless you're like a genius or something, but he wasn't really. But so our Glenn was not a genius. <laughs> Elvis and and Hope Lang's character are driving back from somewhere and it's raining really hard and the car is going out of control because she didn't replace the wheels and so they have to stop at this random motel and Louise is like what if it was the Bates motel (laughs) (laughs) and now yeah we were deprived of an Elvis horror film because the guy who worked there was really creepy you really do not remember this film <laughs> i'm concerned I'm, I'm concerned i just don't remember anything <laughs> yeah we watched it like a week ago i remember the motel bit now <laughs> okay good good but that scene was nice though in the motel because it was the very tender side of elvis that we've mm-hmm. never seen before, and I don't think I would ever see again. Glenn, I think we ought to try to drive home. Wouldn't be a good idea on those tires of yours, man. 
would be safe even in the daylight. Something wrong? It's just the rain. I, I haven't been able to sleep. Any of these any good? Gideon's Bible. It's always good. Try Genesis, seventh chapter. What's that? And it came to pass after seven days, the waters of the flood were upon the earth. Well, uh, maybe we should uh, build ourselves an ark. I just think um, if the film had been better written, it doesn't stand out. Blue Hawaii is a Hawaiian one. Joe mm -hmm. Blue is a soldier. Gerald's Rock prisoner. You know what I mean? You can't say anything about world in the country. Elvis goes to therapy. That's literally all I think of. <laughs> therapy positive. I like that. A lot um, of Elvis characters should have gone to therapy. Oh my God. Sooner. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this is the only Elvis movie that lost money. Oh, oh, wow. <gasps> I don't know if it was misadvertised or like people didn't want to watch Elvis go to therapy or what was it? But I could see why people wouldn't be interested. Yes. Yeah, I understand it. I get it. Apparently he and Tuesday Weld had a brief fling while they were filming and she was only 17. Oh. A friend of Elvis's said that Tuesday was a free spirit. She would never put up with Elvis who liked to control his women. So their relationship did not last very long. I thought they had really nice chemistry in the movie. And like, I really wanted them to be together. But then I was like, reminded they were related. Yes. On the surface, they looked like a cute couple. They really did. Also, so you know, Hope Lang, her character is supposed to be a lot older than Elvis, but she was only a no. year older than him in real life. No! <laughs> My God. Also, this is a spoiler. Her character was actually originally supposed to die with the car suicide scene but then the test audiences didn't like it so they changed it you could not have a suicide scene in the elvis film no way no <laughs> i think suicide was implied a lot in older films but i don't think it was until around this period that they were actually putting it in movies and they always handled it so poorly so I'm just glad they didn't keep it in, but I was disappointed that they even thought of it. Thank you to the test audiences for not letting it happen. Yeah. And then this is just like me being weird, but you know how I was telling you Dean Stockwell was married to Millie Perkins? So I was like, did he meet Elvis? I need to know. Did, I couldn't find he? anything online. Were they married during that time? Yes. Oh, yeah. come on. Must have. I hope they did meet, but... <laughs> I don't it's know if they would have gotten along. No photos of them together. Ugh. I mean, I don't know what he thought of Elvis, but you'd think, oh my God, Elvis gets with all his co-workers. I'm going to go and watch my wife on set. Yeah. <laughs> there were only three or four songs in total and wild in the country. Did you like any of them? I probably did when we watched them, but I can't lie to you. I don't really remember any of them. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure they were great. I, I enjoy all of his songs. Do you think they just should have not had songs in it at all? I feel like you either got to go big or I just have none. The music wasn't meant for it. Like... I don't know if that was one of the first movies to show therapy, but it seemed pretty progressive. What did you think of that? Not just a therapist, a woman therapist. I think it's very good. 
Texas shows, especially in the 60s. All the women in his films were just love interests and they didn't have very complex jobs. Seeing her as a therapist was very good. And yeah, and they're very positive about it as well. Elvis is actively going to his sessions. Love that for him. I agree. I really like the ending and that he actually went to college and was achieving his dreams. That was actually really nice. That's really good. Um, I love Tuesday Weld and I thought she was really good too. I just wish they'd used her character a little bit more. Yes, the actresses are actually really good. All three of them in this, they stood out to me more than Elvis did. And I still thought Elvis was good, but I was very impressed. I even like Millie Perkins as well. I thought she was really good in it. And like limited stuff they gave her. I thought she and Elvis were the cutest together. And he was more open with her. I think they could have done more with that conflict of her father not wanting them to be together instead of just totally cutting her out of the film for a romantic relationship for his cousin i would say if you like any of the actors or you want to see elvis in a more dramatic role then i yes. would recommend it shall we go to blue hawaii yes okay. oh, 61 again same year yes loved blue hawaii the tagline so bad. Okay. <laughs> Ecstatic romance, exotic dances, exciting music in the world's lushest paradise of song. <laughs> taglines are not taglines. <laughs> what? Who writes these? So if that no, doesn't give you an idea of what the film is yeah. about, Elvis plays Chad Gates. <laughs> Chad. His name's Chad. And he is such a Chad. He's just been discharged from the army and he comes back home to Hawaii and his father runs a pineapple business and he wants him to take over the business. But Elvis just wants to surf and make out with his girlfriend. But then he becomes a tour guide, which is so iconic. (laughs) And like some other stuff happens. But yeah, essentially it's like a family drama mixed with a very 60s musical I think they blend the genres really well and we've got the late great Angela Lansbury as his mother and she is so good in this brilliant I love her as the insane mother I thought maybe after I hit you in the army I could come back here and do what you want me to but now I know I can't well how do you know you just got back I've been back for five days mom Five days? Yes, and for five days I've been at the beach living in my shack and dreading the time I would have to come back here and tell you. I'm not going to go to work for the Great Southern Hawaiian Fruit Company. Sarah Lee. Yes, Daddy? Let's talk about it tomorrow, son. Home five days? I didn't even come to his mother. Mom, it's time I started doing something for myself, like making my own decisions. This is definitely my favorite Elvis movie soundtrack. Well, the most songs and best ones as well. Yes. They actually filmed in Hawaii. Edith Head did the costumes. Yes. For yeah, Queen. girl. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite Elvis film, hands down. I just thought it was brilliant. When he's a tour guide, he's got to tour around a group of 17 year old girls. Um, oh. When I tell you, I was so worried. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh no, where is this going to go? <laughs> It ends up fine. Like, he doesn't get with them. Thank God. (laughs) He tries to kill herself, and then he spanks her, like, 20 times. It's so weird. Maylee is also my favourite Elvis girl. Joan Blackman. Brilliant. She was in Kid Galahad. Not a Rose fan, though. I think it does a good job of 
showing Ellis's comedy skills and his ability to interact with his co-stars really well. I feel like the stuff they were trying to do with him and his father in this is like a better version of what they were trying to do in King Creole. A lot of people think the movie is racist. And of course, I'm not discrediting their opinions. But for me, I feel like they were showing that the mother character was racist. I don't think they should have named the servant Ping Pong. That was a miss for sure. But like they didn't make him out to be a caricature. And everyone except for Angela Lansbury's character treated him very kindly. And like she was the only one that was being mean. And they make her... to be the fool or like the one yes. to laugh at too. I love the Hawaiian wedding song. Oh, oh yeah. And then the scene's brilliant as well. Like they're all yeah. like, like raft. Oh, love it. I love his outfit in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Edith Head did so good in this film. <laughs> the booty the- shorts. Oh my God. Beautiful. <laughs> He's always in them. He is. Thank you, Edith. <laughs> doing it for the girls and gays love yes it. my favorite is beach boy blues oh the one that he sings in the prison after beating up people of course yeah <laughs> the movie was a bit provocative because i just remembered there was like this one line near the beginning where they're like going swimming and he's like my favorite color on you is wet <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my god oh okay and, and when they're when they're swimming as well not big her top comes off and I was surprised his films were ahead of their time in a way they still are like time capsules of the time but they defied stuff next up we've got follow that dream which is 1962 Elvis (laughs) he plays Toby Quimper homesteading is like the central thing their car runs out of gas and instead of getting more gas they just live at this beach (laughs) the family starts this fishing hot spot for tourists and people start moving in on this little part of beach and then some people are getting upset because they think it's not just free property for random people to come and stay on and then the mob shows up and is trying to take over and ellis starts being investigated by this why is the lady like talking to him they don't want him to get the loan and then there's this courtroom scene because they think the kids are being neglected which they probably are they are (laughs) (laughs) nothing is really going on but then a lot is going on there's not a plot really there's just stuff happening and Elvis falls in love with his sister, who's not really his sister because she's like this babysitter that they adopted. Oh my God. <laughs> there seemed to be a whole subgenre of Elvis films where he's like in love with his relatives. What do you think oh, about that? So weird. I don't get it. This is the 60s. Like, this isn't like the 1860s. Am I right? No, you don't go out with your family. I don't get it. I just feel like that spreads such a weird message yeah. too. Like, I mean, oh yeah, it's fine to date your cousin because Elvis does. Yeah, yeah. 
Why is Elvis the poster boy for like incestual dating? I don't know. I don't like it though. But it's in a lot of his films as well. It isn't just like a coincidence. It's in a lot. Like it's like Kissing Cousins. It's literally in the title. Something we didn't mention in King Creole, isn't it? Mm -hmm. He had weird chemistry with his sister as well. I know Elvis is Elvis. He has chemistry with everyone. And yeah, follow that dream. They're really like, obviously they're not related. It's like chosen family. Yeah, she lived with them for nine years or something. She's like essentially his sister. Yes. Also, a lot of people think that Elvis is a himbo in this. But the more I thought about it, the less I thought he was a himbo. Really? Okay. Because... I don't know. He just was kind of dumb. Part of the criteria for being a himbo is you have to be respectful of women. He kind of wasn't. So I just think he was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's true, though. Yeah, yeah. We've seen him be a himbo in more other. But I did like he was lazy and chill. That was a little different for Elvis. Different vibe with the film as well for him. Yeah. And I liked that he was stupid. Like, they went a little too far. But, like, that whole bank, quote-unquote, yeah. robbing scene was really fun. I won't lie. This is kind of on the same as Wild in the Country, where I don't remember this film as much. But that mm. bank scene stuck with me. I thought it was that brilliant. was a good scene. If it was like that in the rest of the film, it'd be good. But that's, like, he wasn't. And I just think they tried to spice the movie up with the mob stuff. Yeah. Which was, like... It was fun, but it's like, why was it there? (laughs) No need for it. Yeah, honestly, I don't have that many thoughts on that one. Do you have a favorite song? I like the title track, Follow That Dream. I think there were only like four or five songs in that movie. Yeah, I don't remember the songs at all. No, I think that was another that shouldn't have been a musical. That would have worked so much better, seeing how living off the grid affects these little kids and stuff. But then they make it silly. Yeah. They could have done a lot with that family dynamic, yeah. but then they just didn't even really have them in the movie. So then I was like, yeah, they are neglecting their kids. I felt bad <laughs> for rooting against them. <laughs> but they almost like got their family blown up. That sounds so weird, but the movie makes no sense. No, I think that's a bit of a dud. I won't lie. That's not a good one. Sorry, Elvis. Though he does have his natural hair in that one, which is really nice. Because I'm sorry, I hate the dyed black, like, helmet hair. Drama. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, you say it. Don't worry. You say it. (laughs) I hate when it looks like it's, like, painted on. It looks better in his earlier stuff. I think it's just when they made it look like it was a shell, like a hollow shell. Yes. I think it doesn't work in his color films. No. There's too much contrast between his orange makeup and his pitch black hair. It's just, I don't know. (laughs) No, 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 you've got it. I will say, despite the fact that the courtroom scene was really boring, like, that's some of Elvis' best acting work. Pop ain't got no money. He never had. Why did he take in three strange kids? I'll tell you why, Judge. It's because he's a good man. He's always been good to me, and he's always been good to them. He always will be, too. Now, that's all that matters here today. And if you don't know that, Judge, you ain't no judge. Maybe we should have had Elvis in the 12 Angry Men thing. Yeah. Next, we have Kid Galahad, which is 1962. Elvis plays Walter 
Gulick. <laughs> Right, his name's Walter. Yes. That is not an Elvis name. Oh no. I, I think that might be my least favourite. Which is worse, Glenn or Walter? <laughs> I feel like there's Glens around today, but there are no Walters. It's like one of those names that I can only imagine like old people being born with. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. you just have to be old to have that name. I'm sorry. <laughs> but essentially, he's like a boxer. Yes. And Charles Bronson is his coach and he's a terrible boxer but then <laughs> he suddenly becomes really good and it doesn't even make sense because they don't give us any training montages no, or no. anything he's just suddenly really good at boxing <laughs> let me see what's left of you well I've seen fellas look worse after a fall off a 40-foot ladder <laughs> Wasn't a bad fight, son. Thank you, Mr. Brosko. I think everybody enjoyed it a little better than I did, though. <laughs> Greatest fight I ever saw on TV, kid. Thank you. Five different times I thought you were dead. <laughs> did you hear where they introduced him from last night? You bet I heard it. Every single word of it. From Cream Valley, New York. Kid Gallagher. The guy who owns the boxing place, I don't know. His sister, Rose, played by Joan Blackman, she comes to stay. She and Elvis fall in love, of course. All the chemistry they had in Blue Hawaii just goes out the window. Her character and her brother, they have more sexual chemistry oh. than she and Elvis. And it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And her brother's a bit of a not a nice man either. Oh, he's the worst. Yeah. Because he's also got this girlfriend of three years and they've been engaged for a while. And he just won't marry her. And he's so mean to her. But I really liked how they made her very strong independent character i hated the ending though that made me really mad no spoilers but ruined that i will say talk about charles bronson as well he was quite good i thought yeah heard a lot he, about him i've seen him in a couple movies and like this one was really different because he was having more fun and all the ones i've seen like very gruff like man's man I was also reading IMDb trivia and they said there that it might be the first film with flossing in it. Oh my god, what? Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Do you remember oh, when they were in the, the barn and he yes, was flossing? And he was doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why did they put that in there? It had no why relevance. If I think about it, like, I haven't seen any movies really with flossing in general. Also, speaking of Charles Bronson, he and Elvis had chemistry, right? Oh, hun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did we have Rose when Walter and Gulick could have got with Lou? Yeah. <laughs> Charles Bronson, come on. I swear, that scene when he's singing in the car and, like, the way he's looking at him, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Give them a room. Literally any time Walter tried to be romantic with Rose, Lou would just pop up out of nowhere and wreck it. And I'm like, it's because he's jealous, not just because he doesn't want him to get involved. He wants to be with him. And this movie also gave us Elvis in a sleeveless turtleneck, oh, for which we're very thankful. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like short shorts as well. Beautiful. And Elvis really did train and he was very committed to learning how to box. And I think that's apparent here. I don't know if he used any stunt doubles, maybe for when they were punching him in the face. 
which I did a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So you had a concussion. This also could have been a non-musical too. I think it yes. would have been better if there wasn't music. <laughs> but then we would have had that beautiful car scene. True. That was necessary. I think it was a good one. It did drag a little towards the end, yes. but I'd recommend it. It gave us actual story and characters. It wasn't just random things happening. The bar is low. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, the whole I'd be shipping Charles Bronson with Elvis. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> also, it was Ed Asner's first movie. I think that's quite a good first movie to have. Yeah. And he had a pretty important part. He was like in charge of all the boxing things. Do you remember the scene at the 4th of July party when they were dancing? Yes. I didn't like the rose scenes. There was one lady who was standing behind Elvis and she looked bored out of her mind. And my mom and I thought that was really funny because she was a foot away from Elvis and having no fun. And we were like, that would not be us. You are in Elvis's vicinity. What are you doing? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they'd been filming that all day and it was hot or something yeah. like that. It does upset me because like they should have really looked out for that. Yeah. She was standing right behind him. They should have swapped her with somebody else. Because I was looking at her instead of Elvis. We decided that we're just going to brush over the movies that Louise hasn't seen. So we can just spend more time talking about ones we have. The next Elvis movie that I saw was Girls, Girls, Girls. Which I hate this title very much. Because there's like two girls. Essentially, Elvis likes boats. You're selling it already. It's all right. It does have some really good songs though. This was the only Elvis movie to be nominated for a Golden Globe and I think get like any nomination in general. And I was wondering, I know you haven't seen the movie, but if you had to pick an Elvis movie or one of his performances to get nominated, which one would you choose? Real quick, what what was it nominated in? Best comedy or musical. I think Blue Hawaii should have been up for that. Best musical. A comedy I think it's such a good film if we're talking about his performances I don't know I think it would have to maybe be like Jailhouse Rock or something yeah <laughs> as an overall <laughs> film I think Blue Hawaii should have gotten some love yeah. maybe not from the Oscars but definitely from the Golden Globes they like they kind of let those sort of films in I think that's good of them they're not everything that. has to be perfect or whatever oh, did you know what one said I think it was the sound of music Ooh, yeah. I think a lot of people wanted his performance in King Creole to be nominated for an Oscar. Ooh, I don't know. He would have been up against David Niven, Separate Tables, Tony Curtis, The Defiant Ones, Paul Newman, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Sidney Poitier, The Defiant Ones, or Spencer Tracy, The Old Man (gasps) in the Sea. I was thinking, you'd say all these names, and then be like, who? Those are like established films (gasps) and performances and actors. So, yeah, no, sorry, Elvis. Maybe in a dream world, though. Because only one film that got nominated for any, like, anything. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's odd it was that one, because, like, that one doesn't really stand out to me. Next is. It happened at the World's Fair, which of course is one of my favorites. We've got paternal Elvis, very yes. near and dear to my heart. I love that girl dad. I love yeah. it. And also we've got baby Kurt Russell cameo. Yes. Brilliant. Love yes. it. 
he kicks Elvis in the shin so hard that he bleeds. Oh um, my god. Hey kid, how would you like to kick me in the shin? How would I like to kick you in the shin? Uh -huh. Mr. Are you drunk? No, no, no kidding. I'll tell you what. If you kick me in the shin real hard, I'll give you a quarter. Okay, go ahead, play it. Ah! He does it twice, actually, and it's like a very important part of the plot. So I just I like that that was like his first movie, and he yeah. kick Elvis, and <laughs> later playing Elvis, and yeah, it's just iconic. And then we've got Viva Las Vegas, which was the first Elvis movie that I saw, and it was okay. I think it's like one of his most popular ones, other yes. than King Creole. But I'm I don't know. I wasn't sold. What is it about? I have no idea. Elvis is once again a racer. <laughs> he did four racing movies. In, that's insane. Is um, there like a high drive for it? There must have been. <laughs> I don't get it though. Racing is so boring. Right? He needs money for something for his car, but then he loses the money. And so he has to start working at this resort as a waiter. And Anne Margaret teaches swimming lessons to little kids and he's really creepy and keeps trying to get with her and oh god I don't know maybe if like their relationship had been cuter yeah. I would have liked it better because they have good chemistry and they were like really good friends in real life oh nice um but yeah it's just I don't know the relationship is really off it's fine I don't know <laughs> yeah I get that and then we've got roused about which you have seen yes my first Elvis film oh yeah that's right he's working at a carnival he lost his job as a singer yeah, I'm talking about his car his motorcycle his motorcycle oh of course they almost kill him by running him <laughs> over on the road and so he needs money to fix his motorcycle why is this always a plot of Elvis? Like, he needs money for something. And he can sing. Don't ever yes. forget that. You can sing. <laughs> what kind of crazy stunt was it anyway? Oh, hot shot motorcycle kid. You think you own the world? More of you ought to be run off that highway. Look, wise guy, you're no, asking take for... Easy, take it easy. I'm sorry for what happened. Joe just got carried away with Somebody's going to have to carry him away. I said we were sorry. Yeah, you said it. He didn't. And I'm not going to. You won't get anywhere acting like a dead-end kid. Now, if you want to talk, we'll talk. If you want to blow off steam, we'll wait. There's nothing to talk about. You're going to pay for this bike if I had to take it out on his yeah. rest fur. Oh, you talk mighty big. Don't we have back it up trouble? To, uh, trouble, trouble that I mean. No, huh? no, she didn't say that. Well, that's what she meant, Kathy. That's exactly what I did mean. Hey, look, folks, I hate to break up a family argument, but who's going to pay for this stuff? I'll send somebody back for your bike. Now, who'll you send? Some of my men in gear from the Carney. The Carney? The Carnival. I own it. We're just setting up at the picnic grounds near here. Oh, what about this? I'll buy you a new one. Come on, get into the Jeep. Okay. As long as you don't try to pay me off in cotton candy. He starts bringing a lot of customers to the carnival because he's singing and he starts falling in love with, of course, like the people that own its daughter and they don't really like him because he is just the worst in this movie. And what else? I don't know. It's just Elvis at a carnival, but like, it's not as fun as it sounds because no. his character's a jerk. The father character, I wanted to punch him. He's <laughs> so mean. Yes. Um, yep. But we have Barbara Stanwyck, who kind of saved the movie for me. Yes. That's like a proper actor. I know this point in her career, she was kind of on the decline a little bit, but such a big draw still. Yeah. 
And I wonder if anybody who is an Elvis fan became a Barbara Stanwyck fan. Because I feel like a lot of his fans probably wouldn't know who she was. Yeah. Because she was more big in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. This was her last movie. And then she did TV. Oh, that breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Like, she does a really good job, but I just, I wouldn't want to go out on that. But no, she does. She really does do a good job. And I think Elvis does good as well alongside her. Mm. But love interest is so bland. Yes. Kathy. That's such a driving force to the story for no apparent reason. Oh my God. Do you remember the bit with the, when the dunking machine? Yeah. That was horrendous. That was. The guy was like trying to just dunk her in the water. Oh my God. For (laughs) what? Like his pride? I don't know. This ain't the best film. It's a bit odd. Yeah. And it's a downer. I really wanted it to be fun, but it's like all of these people that are so hateful to each other and fighting all the time. It's just that for an hour and a half. And I wanted it to be cute and like Elvis is fine in love at the fair. World's like, Fair was so good. It yeah. kind of made this one look bad. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's the superior Elvis out of fair film. <laughs> Elvis had really good costumes in this. Yes. He had the all Edith? black leather. Yes, Edith. Other than King Creole, I think the Edith and Elvis collaborations are his best movie costumes. She really <laughs> knew how to dress him. She's definitely my favorite movie costumer. Favorite song. Yeah. Mine's Hard Knocks. Okay. I like It's Carnival Time. Such a basic uh, title. That's another soundtrack where I don't remember a lot of it. But maybe because I watched it so long ago. A lot of the songs sounded similar to me. They weren't really taking any risks creatively so next was girl happy which really is only notable because elvis is in drag in a scene oh my god (laughs) hold on all right you guys let's go beat it girly rusty rusty Uh, rusty come on but the movie itself is very sexist it has some good moments but it's just lots of horny men being annoying and creepy that's not for me it's also funny because he's at the beach a lot of the film and never is shirtless. <laughs> like he's wearing long sleeves and layers. <laughs> he's going jet skiing and he's wearing a jacket and jeans <laughs> or, or something of that nature. That's brilliant. <laughs> Not that I wanted to see him shirtless, but I just think he's at the beach and everyone else is wearing swimsuits. Maybe he was self-conscious or something. I don't know. Oh, bless him. And then Tickle Me, which is the worst title. It's not even applicable to the film. (laughs) One of my least favorites because it's just really boring and Elvis looks bored out of his mind. But there are a lot of fight scenes, which is fun. Nothing too notable about it. It's getting a bit worrying though because we are getting that vibe now where Elvis doesn't look happy in these films. Yeah. I don't blame him because this is a period where the last good one was like six or seven movies ago. Yep. Yeah. And then we've got Spin Out. Yes. 1966. Elvis, once again, is a race car driver. Like a side hustle, at least. Yes. 
<laughs> he's got a band. Yeah. And his band is so fun and they're so cute. And there's three love interests. One is his drummer. The other one is a rich girl who is the daughter of the guy who owns this car that Elvis wants to race. And then the third one is this lady writing a book about the male species or something like that. (laughs) It sounds brilliant out of context. It does. This one was fun and lots of great, very 60s moments. And Elvis does seem to be enjoying himself more in this. Yeah. This one's definitely more like tongue-in-cheek. I hate the multiple love interests thing, especially because in this one, he just like does not care about any of the others feeling. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to make out with this girl and then I'm going to make up with this one. Was he contractually obliged to kiss everyone in the film? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. And then he wants to get married to all of them like right away all interesting and the performances are good but they didn't need to be all love interests especially the drummer that's the one that gets me the most i just have with the drummer i love les she's amazing definitely a pick me girl for sure like why does she have to be in love with elvis and then i'll just have her be fun like we have enough of with cynthia and diana especially because it's that whole thing where she gets a makeover and then he finds her desirable (sighs) I don't like that trope. No, I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. It's like in The Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's basically like that. And I just think it would have been better if she'd been his friend. I did like that his male friends and that weren't creepy perverts like they are in literally all of the other ones. (laughs) The friend is an interesting add-on, but they didn't do it very well in a lot of the movies. Yeah. It's almost like they were just a second Elvis, like just not as attractive. Yeah, the side plots in this movie worked for me with the rich girl and her family and then the band. Oh, and that whole thing with the old couple that rents their house out to them. That was so cute. All these side characters feel fleshed out. There's so many characters. Normally they would just neglect them, but they actually like fleshed them out. I liked that they were all very original too. They didn't really feel like stereotypes. What did you think about the ending? Minus the fact that he, like, made out with all of them before he married them off. That was weird. Yeah, kiss on the, on the lips. I didn't like that all of the women got married, but I liked that he wasn't married to any of them. I could see Cynthia and, was it Philip, I think? Philip, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I could I see them getting married. I'm very thankful that none of them married him. <laughs> yeah, he was not husband material. No. I think it's good until maybe the last 20 minutes because then there's that really long race scene. Yep, that's what I've put in my notes. But the only problem is the race car aspects are so boring. It went on for way too long. Yeah, I think the only race scene movie I can tolerate is Ford v. Ferrari. Really? You like that? That would have felt like that would be like a worst nightmare. Oh, I don't like Matt Damon in it. Oh, you love Christian Bale, so that makes sense. I do, yeah. And Noah Jupe. Oh, he's in it. Yeah, he's Bale's son. It's actually kind of perfect for you. It is. Yeah, except Matt Damon. They should have just yeah. cast him out. <laughs> but maybe since it was like 66, I think like they couldn't get very inventive with the filming techniques, I bet, yes. with the racing. So yeah. it's just, oh, cars driving, the close-up yeah, of them just, in the car. Exactly, yeah. It's not like very innovative. Minutes. Any other thoughts? 
No, just I really love it. It's very camp as well. But <laughs> I would want to live in it. Oh, that would be fun. I think. Continuously dancing. I can't even describe the dancing no, in that no. film. It's like robot powered <laughs> to dance. <laughs> I always get such a kick out of the dancing in these movies. So then Speedway, this is my second least favorite Elvis movie. Ooh. I really hated it. I don't really want to say anything. About <laughs> yeah. His friend is just so terrible and creepy. Nancy Sinatra plays his love interest and she's not very good. Oh my God, Nancy Sinatra. Wow. Yeah, but it's they don't really yeah, have any chemistry. Not- there's like more racing scenes and they're really boring. <laughs> don't want any more racing scenes, no. please. <laughs> and then next we've got Live a Little, Love a Little. Yes, yeah, so this will be fun. We were divided on this. I Is like this, this like, movie. And I do not. Is this like the first time when like you've liked it more than me? Yeah, it's usually the opposite. I just did not like this film at all. It just did not work for me. It's insane. I can see why people wouldn't like it. (laughs) You want to explain the plot? Sure. Basically, the movie starts off like right away. Yeah. He's driving so fast in this buggy. And it's actually Elvis driving. And I was having anxiety. Like I thought he was going to get hit by a car. He goes to the beach. And there's this lady who has a great Dane. And basically, she has the dog take him hostage. (laughs) And then she drugs him and keeps him in her house. Yeah, it's wild. The fact that she holds him hostage in her home for a week, he gets fired from his job. Yes. And he's evicted from his apartment. And so she basically finds him this other house. And he wants to pay her back. He gets two jobs as a photographer. There's one, he's basically working for like Playboy. And then the other one is for like an advertising agency. So they're like total opposites. And he has a hard time like going from job to job because they have the same hours, but they're in the same building. So he just has to like go up and down the stairs. Very good scene. The lady's name is Bernice. And she just keeps following him around and like ruining his love life and just like being really crazy. I kind of like her. No, I'm a Bernice Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's brilliant. Is there something else you want? Want me to shove your back for you? No, that's not necessary. Thank you. No, I don't mind. Really, it's I don't. It's not necessary. Look, Bernice, why don't you go? Of what? That you might lose control. I never lose control. Okay, prove that you can allow me to scrub your back without attacking me. You're nuts. Nuts. You afraid? Of course not. Fine. Hey! My back don't go that far down. Beginning to lose control. Hell huh? no. <laughs> Watch it! Lost control. Out! 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 Get back in your bed. <laughs> so yeah, it's essentially just like Elvis being stalked by this lady. And it's like the most 60s Elvis yeah. movie, maybe. Yeah. it's quite funny like they really do a lot of gags and stuff yeah oh There's my god the dog of... dream sequence <gasps> oh my god that was terrifying <laughs> it is my favorite song or like sequence the edge of reality yeah brilliant sequence as well how it's filmed very good very good i just liked it because it was really crazy super camp and i thought that he and let me look up her name 
Oh, Michelle Carey. Yeah, they had a really good chemistry. I especially like that scene where they're in the same bed and he puts up that divider between them. She gets like the splinter in her butt. They really played off each other well. And it was fun to see Elvis being the one that was being pursued rather than the pursuer. Yes. Yeah. But what about you? Because I know you didn't like it. So I'm curious to hear why. I really wanted it to work for me. It just didn't. I genuinely think if I watched it with you, I probably would have liked it more. Probably. You definitely have to watch it with someone so you can process the craziness. Yeah. Yeah. I needed someone to talk about that dog scene. You seem very scarred by that moment. (laughs) I've never been on acid, but that's like what I imagine. What you think? (laughs) Perfect description. So this is the last movie of Elvis's that I saw. And then it was also the last movie that he made. What year was that? And it was 1969. It is my least favorite. I hated it. Oh my God. He plays a doctor named John Carpenter. Oh my God. <laughs> the director John Carpenter stole his name from Elvis. And he's a doctor. Yes, yeah, but right. he's a terrible doctor. Um, he works at a clinic that's basically free for this neighborhood in okay. New York City. These three nuns one of whom is Mary Tyler Moore. They all go undercover to work as nurses at this hospital. Or it's not a hospital, it's a clinic. No one knows they're nuns because they want to do like a social experiment. So then of course, Elvis falls in love with Mary Tyler Moore, but he doesn't know she's a nun. Later on, he figures out and he's like really upset with her. Which like, I don't know. There's like worse things to be upset about. Yeah. What's really strange about it is the movie ends like very ambiguously of is she going to go with him or is she going to stay at the church? I thought that was cool. Maybe the one thing I liked. I feel like they were trying to do a lot of social messages with race and class and stuff like that. But instead of really saying anything, they were just reinforcing all these stereotypes. All the characters that were people of color were evil or villainous or they turned out to be not what we originally thought they were oh that's not good also this movie is rated g and all the other elvis movies are rated pg i think they're saying racial slurs they say the f slur there and then there's an attempted rape scene and i don't know it was honestly a bit scarring yeah a bit like an elvis film it wasn't very fun and Elvis's character wasn't really that memorable. I would not recommend it. There wasn't really any redeeming qualities for me. Was Um, it a musical as well? There were a couple songs. And I think that kind of didn't help either because of the contrast between the really serious stuff and then Elvis is like, woo, fun. It's quite sad to end his film career on that. Yeah. And I also feel bad because a lot of his dramatic roles, his performances are good, but these aren't. And maybe that's why people didn't think he was good enough. I guess we could go from here to some of the roles that he could have played. These are movies that Elvis was considered for, but didn't get for reasons unknown. We can just do a handful. He was offered the part in Cat on a Hatton Roof and Sweet Bird of Youth, which were two movies 
of Paul Newman's. I've seen both. And Paul Newman is just so perfect for those parts. I couldn't see anyone else just in general playing them. What years those were? Cat on High Tin Roof was 58. Oh, so it would have been young. Yeah. And then Sweet Bird of Youth, I think, was 63. And I think maybe the colonel didn't want him to play those because they're not cut and dry characters. Very ambiguous, especially Cat on a hot tin roof because his character is queer coded and that's not just us saying that no that's in the play oh the colonel would never no i'm sure if he got either of those roles his career would have gone in a lot better direction but since i'm just such a paul newman stan like i might have to pass another one that i've seen is the defiant ones and he wanted to play tony curtis's character he was nominated yeah that's basically about these two prisoners one is played by Sidney Poitier and the other is Tony Curtis and they're like yeah and they're chained together I think he could have done that one his character is supposed to be southern and so Tony Curtis was doing like this really bad southern accent and so since Elvis actually had a southern accent yep that he didn't drop for any of his films he kept that accent yeah which is why I think this next one would have been weird with the accent Supposedly, he was considered for Robert Duvall's part in The Godfather. When I read that, I thought, oh, they, they set him up to fail. I love Elvis. Could you imagine Elvis going up against Marlon Brand, Pacino, Diane Weiss, Jimmy Kahn? Diane Weiss is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Keaton. I deserve that. I deserve that for being mean about Elvis. <laughs> Here's my thing. I don't really remember Robert Duvall in that movie. No, I didn't even know he was in it. Maybe it's just because I hated the movie so much. Like, it would have just been fun to see Elvis in it. And then also, Sal Minio was originally going to play Al Pacino's part. And I would have really liked to have seen him and Elvis in a movie together. I don't know if Godfather would be the one. Yeah, you're true, though, with the accent. I do, like, (laughs) an Italian or New York accent. I think that was the one that surprised me the most for Elvis consideration. Out of this list. Yeah. Maybe even Willy Wonka. Can you imagine being Willy Wonka? I could. I just love Gene Wilder as it. I haven't seen that movie in ages because it terrified me as a child. <laughs> but I remember it being really campy and I feel like he could have achieved that. Willy Wonka's like a bit psychotic. I think that would have been interesting to see from Elvis. It's like a different side of him. Yeah, yeah. very true. And he sings in it as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh that's a really creepy cool. world of imagination. What about Valley of the Dolls? The author wanted him to play Tony Pilar. So he would have been opposite Sharon Tate. Exactly. I didn't know the man who played Tony Pilar. I think that was his only movie that he what? ever did. I'm not yeah. surprised. He was bad. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> Especially when Sharon's acting for her life as Jennifer. Oh, that would have been such a good draw of Elvis in it. When I was watching the movie, I was like, Elvis would be perfect for this part. Because he is a singer. So the singing would make sense. Yep. But he'd get to do more drama as well. Minus Valley of the Dolls. I think the biggest missed opportunity on this list is A Star is Born. 76, a year before he died. That would have just changed his life around. Yeah, because he always got very clean and prepared for the role beforehand. So... Maybe if he'd gotten that part, then he would have gone a lot healthier. Yes. And could have yeah. lived longer. 
I know they touched on this in the film and were making fun of him, but the fact that he kind of was like, quote unquote, a washed up singer, it could have really been interesting to see him play something a little more realistic. I think that's why some of his earlier films are better because they're more realistic. But then in the 60s, it's very fantastical. It would have been cool to see him act more in the 70s when things got more true to life. 100%. The 70s films compared to the 60s is a massive difference. I think it all really just came down to he needed proper training and proper roles and he could have been a really great actor. I think he still had roles he could be proud of. Why do you think the colonel wanted him to keep making these movies? Because I think he would have been even more successful if he'd yeah. done proper films. I've got two reasons. I think the colonel only saw them as business opportunities, the films. Just a way of making money. Slap him in front of the camera, make him sing some songs, kiss a girl. That's it. Like easy cash in the bag, buying the records, everything. And so I think he never really cared about like the, the craft of acting as much as Elvis did. And it, he wasn't waiting for good roles. But also I thought as well, the Colonel and Elvis's relationship, it's like an abusive relationship in a way. And it makes me feel about like, he maybe didn't want Elvis to be too famous. He thought, I'll put him in these rubbish films so that everyone then thinks he's just rubbish, like a joke. And he'll stay with me. Whereas if he like got into something really good for his career he might leave him or something yeah, that makes sense I just think he was bad at his job because I feel like a good manager would want their client to make the best possible films everything was just a business to him and acting is a business you have to understand the creative side to it as well let him do morally ambiguous characters because that's how a lot of actors get out of their typecasting yeah and yeah. did you notice as well they always have his the colonel's name down as like technical advisor in the credits oh yeah like yeah. what did he do oh, man i hate him so much <laughs> you do things could have turned out a lot better if it wasn't for him he missed out on so much because of him didn't even tour outside of the u.s did you have any remaining thoughts? This has helped. Like yesterday, we were a bit like, oh my God, I don't want to watch another Elvis film again. <laughs> this is, I really <laughs> love like talking about his films and thinking of him as an actor. Like it's really made me appreciate him a lot more. It made me realize I actually did like a lot of these movies. They do have redeeming yeah. qualities. Yeah. And I'll just rewatch those. Like I don't have to watch the trash ones again. <laughs> It's just so tricky to think of the 60s and if you weren't a very established actor, then you got handed the breadcrumbs. I feel like everybody got gasted. I think it was good that we did cover his films because I think maybe we have more appreciation, which is important. It makes me realize as well, he's gone too soon. He should be still alive today. Yeah. So... Six Degrees, Britney to Elvis. I got it in two. I was actually really surprised. Nice, okay. So Britney was in Just Married with David Moscow, who is in Newsies with Anne Margaret, who is in Viva Las Vegas with Elvis. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you all very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we will be taking a break next week 
but we'll be back in two weeks with a biography on Natalie Wood. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at flick.loving.chick and at 1001 Films a Day. We also have some new merchandise, which I'll link in the description. So make sure to check that out. And we'll see you soon. And watch some Elvis films. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, and co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, visit us at thetridentnetwork.com.